folks, and welcome to the Gory Details Horror Show. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. I feel like we have to say welcome back every single time because we're gone for such long periods of time. This is why they don't like us. This is why they don't like us. This is why they don't follow us as much on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Instagram. By the way, I'm Casey. And I'm Alex. And that's Alex. Uh, also, of course, you can subscribe on iTunes. We're on Spotify now. We're on Spotify now? We're on fucking Spotify. Ooh. Isn't that crazy? Ooh. So we're on Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, Google Play Music, Buzzsprout, uh, Stitcher, and probably wherever any kind of podcast. We're also on a bunch of bootleg podcast sites. So that's a thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be discussing the film Hereditary. Ooh. Uh, some people have made mistakes watching this movie, actually. Yeah? Like, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> but we have been meaning to do Hereditary since it came out. We've just had different conflicts as far as scheduling and existing. I moved recently. So if ever if things sound different, it's because we are in a different room, because mm-hmm. we're in a different apartment, a beautiful new apartment in Irving Park in Chicago, uh-huh. which is a safer neighborhood. We're not getting shot at, just so you know. Hey, hey, what? don't diss my old neighborhood. Oh, your old neighborhood, you had to dodge bullets? It's called the South Side for a reason. <laughs> Why? The South Side of Chicago, everybody knows about that. Why is the reason it's called the South Side? Because nobody knows what else to call it. Because <laughs> it's in the South, maybe? I thought you had some story about, like, there being a reason for it to be call- called the South Side. Maybe, like, because everybody is six feet underground, so there's South. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I got nothing. South. Meaning just the other side of the city that nobody wants to go on to. That is true. Nobody wants to be in the south side. Where are you now? I'm by UIC, so like west side. Oh, you're pretty far out. Yeah. Okay. Still come here. Yeah. You're closer to me now though, right? No. No? Well, that's sad. All right. Anyway, so we're going to be discussing Hereditary. Sorry, we're getting caught up here because it's been a bit. And this is a film... That if you somehow had your head in the sand, came out in 2018, so this year. It was a bit more of a limited release. Uh, it was not like a a weekend release or anything, but it was mainly played in, in smaller theaters, right? Yeah, mostly smaller theaters. Which is a bummer, because uh, I'd say it is... Probably in my top five horror films of all time. Yep, made it to my top three really fast. Ooh. So it's funny because when I'm looking at IMDb, there's like the more like this. And my other favorite horror film, It Follows, is listed. Uh, The new It is listed. Annihilation is listed. All great movies. So it is in good company, which is not surprising. So, let's get a little bit into, I guess, the plot, and then we'll start diving into our experiences with it, and then we'll probably round it out a little bit with, like, the symbolism and all the kind of crazy shit going on, and maybe some of the, about the uh, 
the actual production-ish what. But can we say, if you've seen Hereditary, and did you see the previews for Hereditary? I brought this up earlier, but the way they portrayed Hereditary in, like, the previews and stuff, you get, like, it's circling around, like, the main character, what's it gonna be about, and it looks scary until we start talking about it in a minute. It's complete opposite of what everybody got, which is why it came into my top three, because it just blew away like the whole idea of what it was going to be about and turned into something different, which I didn't expect anything. I didn't see anything coming because the preview gave away nothing of what the actual movie was going to be about. So what were you expecting? I was just expecting some little girl to like be possessed or something, in all mm. honesty. Yeah, I wasn't really sure what to expect either, but that's the best, right? Like you want to go into a movie without like a full idea, especially a movie like that. Some Some movies... Like, The Nun I saw relatively recently, and that is exactly, like, what I was expecting it to be. It was basically paint by numbers. Yeah, especially, like, it shows, like, the actual villain in the previews and whatnot. Hereditary they didn't show any villain. They just showed, like, screaming what it could be. Mm, and the kid bashing his head into the table. I think that was yeah, in the preview. that was just it. And as far as The Nun goes, by the way, have you seen it? So, basically, it's okay unless you actually, like, look into it at all and then the entire movie falls apart. Because it's just predicated on so much stupid bullshit that's, like, either completely unlikely or just plot holes. Which is a bummer because I really, like, I have, like, a celebrity crush on Thaisa Farmiga. And she was in it and, you know, she did fine. She was, like, the main character. But... It's just too bad that the movie kind of shit on itself. I kind of guessed what the movie was going to be about because I started working at the Haunted House again. And we're doing it based on kind of like the nun, the movie. So we're basing almost half of like the house on it. And it's just like a bunch of possessed nuns everywhere. And like basically them try to scare people. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is what the movie is about. I don't need to see it at this point. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. But Oh, by the way, spoiler alert for Hereditary, because we're definitely going to be jumping into spoilers. But, yeah, my brain is bouncing around, but the new American Horror Story came out, and that also has Thaisa Farmiga in it, because they are folding uh, Coven. Actually, I think they're folding Murder House, Coven, and the Hotel Seasons are all folded in so far, to what I understand. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how. I think they might bring almost all of them together. But Thaisa Farmiga's character from Coven is in Apocalypse, the new season of American Horror Story, which is getting good. It started off, eh, and it's starting to get better. So there's that. So Hereditary. <laughs> yeah, you had a story about seeing it, right? Oh, wait. Oh, oh, shit. Hold on. Let me get into the plot really quick. Mm -hmm. So the plot is based around a family in which the mother... Like, the grandmother recently mm -hmm. dies. And she was involved in some, some weird shit. And so the family is basically dealing with with that, as well as the daughter having certain issues. The daughter was very close with the grandmother, and the daughter has probably some kind of learning disorder. I'm not sure exactly what she had. But... But... Um, yeah, so the daughter... We're making a noise from the movie. So, 
the daughter's acting out and the what I guess how what else do we got for that? So what, I'm trying to remember exactly the events that led one into another. Well, it was the daughter um the mother's daughter having like, you know, episodes and then did it show the previews her with the animals? Mm, the... I know that like she like picked up that dead bird after it hit like, the classroom window. Off. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> and then it just kind of like shows like the mother always being like utterly depressed cuz the grandmother dies. Yeah, and that's I mean that that gets into the the themes of the movie that we'll get into in a minute. Basically, uh yeah, grandmother dies, then uh son goes to a party. Well, some eerie stuff's happening. Son goes to a party. Has um, to bring his sister. Has to bring his sister, and at this point his sister has seen I think it was like the grandmother in the field, right? Like this she's she's seeing weird shit. And they go to the party, and he gets. She has a uh, allergic reaction. Allergic reaction. She's allergic to nuts, as they bring in the beginning of the movie, which is a good foreshadowing event if you've seen it. Of course. And so he's getting fucked up, and then he has to drive her to the hospital. And then it, there's the the scene that made, yeah, where she's trying to breathe, so she sticks her head out the window and hits hits a light pole. Well, after he dodges Thunk. a deer. Yeah, yeah, hits a hits a light pole, and he ends up driving home, and curling up into bed. And then there's that excellent scene where the mother is just like goes to the car and starts freaking out, and everyone's going nuts, and he's just sitting there in bed like comatose. And then it, God, the most disturbing part I think of the movie was probably her head just covered, like the flash of her head covered in maggots. In the morning sun in the desert. Honestly, I don't know if the theater was particularly warm, but I was like uncomfortable like throughout that scene. And then it got to like, to the, by the time they got to the funeral, I was like starting to feel sick to my stomach. And I don't know if it was the movie or the heat and the popcorn, but like I felt like I was going to throw up. Like, I was about to leave the theater. You saw it in the movie theater. I saw it in the comfort of a couch and my safety blanket. Oh, illegally? <laughs> no, it was through Amazon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw it in a theater with other people. Uh, it was weird. I saw one other person. My experience from it was, uh, don't do it. Just don't uh, do uh, it. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but, it, yeah, I, I don't think I've had that like reaction to a movie. Once again, I don't know if it was the theater or if it was my stomach reaction, but I just like wanted to leave the theater it like really like fucked with me. So from there, essentially, like we figure out that the demon Pyman, I think it is, has been possessing Charlie, which is the little girl, and it's trying to possess the son because it has to be passed down through a male heir. So it was basically just hijacking like Charlie until it could jump ship into the son which is uh it's peter right yeah so peter and then like obviously it bypassed steve because it's not he's not a blood relative so this this thing is basically being passed down so the demon in itself is kind of hereditary but 
at the end, eventually yada 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 happens and scary stuff and uh the, the she what was it she went to go see that one lady and that lady sh- showed her how to basically bring her kid back mm-hmm. and so she convinced her to do the spell and we find out that she's a cult member and that like basically all of this is being orchestrated by this cult to raise like payment or what however you payman payman i don't I think know it's payman so he's a demon he's uh essentially like one of the eight kings of hell so he is actually from some sort of mythology i don't remember if it's i think it might be christianity but it's, it's some weird obscure thing he's like they wanted the the creator said that he wanted to have a demonic force that wasn't like cliche like he didn't want the devil necessarily so instead he went with like this demon and the symbol apparently is the actual symbol for the demon so she ends up raising like not raising but bringing charlie into the household which is once again basically just bringing the demon into the household dad gets set on fire mother goes nuts and at by the end of it the mother's basically full-on exorcisting out cuts her own head off and the son tries to escape basic i don't know if he like killed himself on accident or if he was just unconscious long enough for the demon to seep its way into his body i think he just knocked himself unconscious because i don't remember him really dying well he like went out the window yeah and then they didn't really fully infer if he was dead or unconscious whatever happens the demon seeks its way in and then he goes to the house what's it called treehouse Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of devil worshippers or paimon worshippers. And I guess the demon is supposed to bring riches and all this other stuff. So that... So they get the, we get the twist ending where they win. And they're going to bring hell on earth. <laughs> oh, Satan! But from my experience in the movie, you don't really get the fact that it's like a demon in the process. Because I thought I was like supposed to be like kind of like a mental kind of thing like this family's actually turning mental because one by one like grandmother dies and the daughter dies and the mom's just like losing her shit completely because she's super depressed already like i just lost my mother now i lost my daughter and she thinks she's having like some actual like uh what's it called (laughs) she's like having like a mental breakdown Mm -hmm. she thinks that she's going insane and nobody would really guess that it's like a demonic force yeah the the demon thing was kind of shoehorned in at the end by the way i love the miniatures that she does they're so fucking creepy and i like the way that that's kind of weaved in with the different like the beginning shot the opening shot but apparently and i don't know how true this is because i haven't verified it but apparently out of what i've heard like the creator i keep saying creator because i don't know if it was the same uh, director, producer, blah, blah. It is? Okay, it so is. it's the same... Yeah, director and writer. Yeah, so Ari Aster. So, good job, Ari. So apparently, out of what I've heard, is that it wasn't really... It was supposed to be more of a like a thriller, and then it they kind of shoehorned in the horror thing at the end. So I think, I think the demon thing was just kind of something that was forced in to the movie. But essentially... The movie is, yeah, a very, very easy allegory to connect to 
first of all, mental illness and then grief. Those mm-hmm. are the two main topics throughout the movie is the mother has to go from dealing with the grief involved of her mother dying that she was pretty estranged from. And then her daughter, who was more connected to the grandmother, she has to deal with her daughter's death. Although the grandmother was trying to, I guess, try to put it the demon into the body of somebody else in the family, and he ended up killing himself. Mm-hmm. So, and then she ended up, I guess, transferring it to Charlie, and then Charlie ended up dead. And it was all kind of orchestrated in in order for the demon to, to take um, Peter. Yeah, in a way, Peter. But the way it all worked, it's like, like I said, I didn't catch the fact that it had anything to do with demons. Because, like, you get all the stages of grief from the mother. She goes through, like, denial and grief. But then she starts blaming. And I think that's the most powerful scene is at the dinner table. When she was trying to eat, not so peacefully. She was twitching Mm. a lot. She couldn't eat. And... The son just says something. It just makes her snap. And she just, like, goes off on him. I think that was, like, the most powerful part in the movie. Because it shows, like, she's really losing it. And he's trying to keep it together himself. Because, in a way, he did kill his sister. But not on purpose. So, he's kind of... So, there's an interesting dynamic there. Because she she tried to light him on fire. Mm -hmm. I guess, in in a sleepwalking state. And... So he hasn't ever let that go. But then he was kind of responsible for his sister's death. So she just finally snaps because he was, he's been giving her shit for years about what she believes to be uh, something that was done accidentally. And he did something accidentally as well, except I guess she's taken ownership for it and he hasn't. And, so he's still kind of blaming his mother for stuff. And yeah, it just blows up finally. Uh, which is interesting too that she tried to, I think, abort him at first and it didn't work out. And then she tried, like, subconsciously tried to kill him. So there's like a postpartum kind of thing going on there too. But, and then she has another sleepwalking incident later in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's there's that weird kind of instinct to get rid of him so it's it's odd there's a lot of there's a lot of layers there but a lot of what it's getting into is things like schizophrenia is a a huge uh aspect of like the movie that they're trying to kind of i don't want to say like directly i mean i think they do mention schizophrenia actually in the movie right Yeah. yeah but so basically there's an allegory as far as schizophrenia goes and grief and how grief can trigger even more psychological episodes um and just the different ways in which grief is handled and how much somebody can really take before they start to snap well the son did do a good job of not really snapping he just kind of stayed in bed every day after witnessing you know the death of his sister he didn't really move out of the bedroom at all much through the movie well that's why i meant more of the mom snapping but oh, yeah. you know like the different ways of dealing with grief being the son getting kind of catatonic the mother is just kind of edging towards schizophrenia and the father is basically just trying to keep the whole family grounded yeah it's like nothing really happened to him until like the paranormal stuff began to like happen towards the end. That's the only time he's witnessed anything 
odd. Like, he never got any mental illness, illness out of it. Nothing ever happened to him until he was literally set on fire. <laughs> well, I think the implication is that it's hereditary and that he's not mm-hmm. part of the family as far as... He's not part of that bloodline. Mm-hmm. So his son is and his daughter is, but he isn't directly. He comes from a different family line. So, and that being, too, the case, the movie named Hereditary, saying that mental illness can be passed down hereditarily from family, from generation to generation, uh, which... I think that's essentially the name of the movie comes from that. Which would also explain why the father wasn't really experiencing any of it. But I forgot, how did he catch on fire again? Mm, she, there was the the book. And that she convinced him to throw the book in the fire and it ended up catching <laughs> him on fire. Something like that, right? Yeah. But also suicide being, or death being hereditary in that family that the um, her cousin or whatever like killed himself because he was schizophrenic. The mother, like sorry, the grandmother. How did the grandmother die? Did she kill herself? No. What did she? What happened with her? I forgot. I think she just died naturally in a way. I don't think so. It's gonna mm. be something. But basically, you know, the mother kills herself. The daughter's killed in the tragedy. The cousin or whatever killed himself. Mm-hmm. So basically, early or un. You know, different weird methods of death kind of runs in the family, too. We're trying to... I guess Alex is looking right now to find out how the grandmother died. The thing is, we both haven't seen the movie in a while. I saw it when it first Mm -hmm. came out, and that was months ago. I think it really tells us how the grandmother dies. Does it? it No, because it just shows, like, her funeral. I thought it did. Yeah, I'm not really sure about the grandmother, but... There is some, uh, I looked up some interesting stuff about, let's say, Pyman, for instance, who, uh, we, once again, we said before that he's a demon. So I guess, and I'm kind of going off of a website, but uh, he's noted in the 17th century grimoire, Lesser Key of Solomon, so one of the books of Solomon or whatever. Uh, and though his specific rank differs from different accounts, blah, blah, blah. He's a high-level entity in Hell's social strata, so he's like a king or a duke. And so, according to lore, Payman would come to our world wearing a crown and bearing gifts for followers. So, what you see at the end, that they put a crown on the sun, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess the... That. That's like um, like his tick or something, so it's just a noise that he kind of makes. So it just kind of... You see where he is by that noise, because I believe the the brother makes the noise at the end too, right? Mm -hmm. So, and it is interesting also to note that the symbol is in a bunch of different places, including on the, like, telephone pole where Charlie loses her head, which makes you think that maybe it wasn't an accident, like that the whole thing was orchestrated, so that she was... Charlie was essentially supposed to be sacrificed. And it just falls into place at that point. Oh, shit. So, yeah, tell us about uh, how you were when you saw the movie. So, I decided to do a nice little movie night because Hereditary finally came up on Amazon Movies. A friend of mine and I, we bought it. And right before we watched it, we're like, hey... Let's do the worst idea, and let's get totally stoned for this movie. I do not condone 
condone like getting stoned for this movie because if you don't like horror movies i love them but um you're in a different mindset which caused the reason for a safety blanket for me because i usually don't need one um just the whole experience it kind of like intensified every moment every like piece in there from like usually this is kind of scary to i'm utterly horrified and mortified by everything horrified and mortified by everything in the sense that um you just don't get it and when you were talking about her head falling off i wasn't nauseous i just screamed like <laughs> i heard the thump i wanted to know what happened when i saw her head i just lost it so i don't condone seeing the movie under the influence of marijuana because it will make you even more scared and it gave me nightmares to the point where i was on the cta and i heard this little girl she's just making clicking noises that the little girl made in the movie and i almost turned around and decked the child because <laughs> <laughs> i can't stand that and i'm not gonna end up dying in such a way so yes that was my experience don't try it at home people <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i just don't use drugs and watch movies because <laughs> i've learned in the past that that's not a good idea <laughs> i don't know like my i had a i had a roommate who really liked to watch like action and i think even horror when he was high and like so he was watching like resident evil or something <laughs> and i'm like i can't handle this <laughs> like exactly it was that or silent hill i think it was silent hill point being it was a little too much <laughs> i can't do it so yeah i don't I, i've been looking and i don't think that there is really anything that talks about how the grandmother died i'm not sure how she died. She, it seems because she died of old age is what i'm guessing i don't know it doesn't seem like anybody in, the, in that movie dies of old age or a heart attack i don't know something maybe maybe it had something to do with like trying to raise the devil who knows or payment payment what a like, weird name for a demon. Because, like, nobody mentions, like, how she died. Just shows the mother being really upset about it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my mother just died. She doesn't say how she died or why she died. She died. Mm-hmm. And there was also, um, the support group was also a part of it, which is mm-hmm. where she met the other cult member. And so, yeah, that, that was interesting when they go back to the cult member's house or whatever. And I think she's knocking on the door and it shows behind the door is like just a bunch of like satanic shit, mm-hmm. which makes you think like if she was seeing things right in the house, like it looked like a normal house. But then when they come back to it behind the door, there's a bunch of like, like devil worshipy shit, right? Yeah. So I wonder if she actually, she just switched things up after, um, after the mother had left or... If it's like she had just been somehow made to see it like it was a normal house, I don't know. May, or maybe she was just seeing things. Yeah, because I mean, there was there were parts where like the grandmother was trying to talk to Charlie and stuff after she was dead. There's a lot of weird stuff. I think she tried to talk, talk to Peter. I don't really remember. Someone was yelling at Peter, and I was trying to figure <laughs> that out. Or the cult member. I think it was a cult member yelling at Peter. Yeah, it was a cult member. It was sure. weird. It was all weird. It's all very weird. <laughs> but. Yeah, so all in all, I absolutely love the movie. I think it did an interesting job of tackling mental illness. The actors were phenomenal, particularly 
the mother, Annie, which is Tony Colette, was the actress. She did an absolute phenomenal job portraying all those... I know a lot of them were built around grief and, and depression and stuff, but she did a really good job portraying different emotions. And then when she basically gets possessed at the end and snaps, like she does a very good job of kind of... I think there's a part where she just goes blank, right? I think it was after her husband got set on fire. Something happened. Like, she just goes blank. She just like entirely just loses herself. And it's just a different entity in her. Mm-hmm. Probably because the demon was just transferring so much. And she's crawling around the ceiling and floating and chopping off her own head and all that fun stuff. Yeah, that's the thing too. Some of that, it wasn't like a ridiculously gory movie, but there were parts that were like super gory. And like they didn't need much to them. Like the head was gory enough as is. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like that's a good use of gore. Some horror movies overdo it. And then there's like PG-13 horror movies that are stupid. But that's, I feel like that's the appropriate use of gore. Is like you get the occasional hit. Like that's the most effective way to do it is um, less is more. Unless that's the point of the movie. If it's like a grindhouse movie or like a B movie, then yeah, it's supposed to be super gory. But if it's like a, an indie film or even a mainstream, the gore should probably be toned down a little. Speaking of actors, I don't, I don't, I don't like the actor's choice for the son. I don't. No? I don't. He looks, me and my friend were talking about, he looks too old. To be playing a teenager. Huh. Take that. He like, does. I like, mean, I love the acting, but he just does not look the part. Like 90s movies yeah. where like all of the high schoolers are played by like 25-year-olds. Yes. <laughs> and like Charlie was perfect character, perfect actor choice for Charlie because she looks creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. I... I couldn't tell what Charlie was for a long time. Like, is this a male or female or something? I And I'm also curious if the actress actually has some sort of, like, downs or something. Because she has a face that looks very, like, you know, not... There. There. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, sorry for the actress if you're not somehow challenged, but... So I, I think guess. it's just, like, the makeup work or something. No, or maybe or the kids just, her just long like that. Neck. It's her long neck that kills. I don't know. Her. She's got a scrunchy face. I mean, I'm looking at a photo of her right now, like her headshot, and she's still just kind of a weird looking kid. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe she's just weird looking. Huh. I, I hope she doesn't like listen to this podcast. She probably won't. And if you do, we're sorry. We're sorry. Really? I mean, I'm probably weird looking too. Ooh. Maybe not that weird looking. I'm just pretty. Ha! Oh, ah, don't you What's you? One last thing. What's up? The treehouse. How the, the mother... Whores. The mother just tends to like go back to the treehouse and sleep in there. Mm-hmm. Like Charlie did. Yeah. But why was the treehouse usually gl- glowing red? Uh, I think it was like the space heater or whatever, right? I don't think so. I think it was a space heater. Like, it wouldn't it be out. that bright. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they showed it. It was like a space heater and it was keeping her warm. But she was using the space heater at first. The mother. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The mother. But when she was in there, she wasn't using it. Are you sure? Yeah, because the father had to go in there and bring her a blanket. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> it's been a bit. So, anyway, that's Hereditary. Yay! So that was, once again, I know we just spoiled the whole thing if you haven't seen it, which is your fault, but... Yeah, like I showed you, it's like on Amazon now. Buy it. Go yeah. If you're the kind of person that can watch a movie, even though you know how it's going to end and how everything's going to go, by all means, go see it. Watch it if, stoned. Yeah, watch it. Don't, don't do <laughs> And, of course, if you want to use this information and give it a second watch and try to plug in everything, that's a good idea, too. Or you can also just take that time that you would spend rewatching the movie and listen to some of our older episodes. Yeah. We are on, I think, episode number 34. So we've got quite a few in the books, man. If you want to check them out. How many? This, what, is this my what episode now? How many times have I been on here? I have no idea. We've gone through. You're our third co-host. And I think at least five or six now, right? I think so. At least. Well, that is our show. we got another short one in the books. We're at... It's going to come in probably under 35 minutes. Look at that, guys. Woo! No longer have three-hour shows. That might change. Tell you. Might change if we start going off on diatribes again. That was the big thing is that we'd go off on tangents and we'd discuss like 18,000 other things. Also, once again, follow us on the iTunes, on the Google Play Music, on the Spotify. Leave us reviews on iTunes. Share it with your friends. We want to build this podcast. Yeah. As much as possible. And the other thing is I've been kicking around. For those of you who have been fans since the early days, or if you want to go back and check out some of the oldest episodes, I had a segment called WOLF Action News. She's laughing. What, do you remember that? No, but if I got something else, I'll tell you later. Okay. So I was thinking, what are you laughing about? I'll tell you later. Why? It's not, I'm not going to say it. You're not going to say it on the, on the show? No. Well, now everyone's going to be wondering. No. Everyone's going to be curious. Okay, I ate White Castle before this. Oh, your stomach's hurting. Not hurting. Uh-oh. <laughs> that means it's time to wrap things up. But I might have another WLF segment in, coming up at some point, if you guys would be into that. Thank you very much for listening. Check us out again sometime soon. And good day. Good day.